Hey, it's Matt Schrader from Score the Podcast. Here's an extra conversation we had with Tamar Colley talking about the importance of continuing her performing artist career while also diving into the world of film music. Enjoy. You're going to become more and more busy now, obviously. People are wanting you to score their their films, and these projects take up a lot of time. Are you still looking at doing your music? Um, well, I'm working on this project, Demon Fruit Blues, so I'm still in the process of completing um, composition for that. And it, and, it, and it covers the breadth of my compositional performance uh, expression. Um, the title track is an eight-bar blues murder ballad. That's a description of Genesis 316. Um, mm-hmm. That's Demon Fruit Blues. Um, and I also have some bits of composition in there that I'm conducting, um, as well as the aggressive melodic rock. It's it's It's... It really spans, it covers all the bases. Is film music changing your approach to writing your albums? Are you including other instruments or or orchestration stuff that you maybe wouldn't have done in the past? Outside of conducting, no. Um, Because pretty much it's it's always been there. Um, I've been uh, working with a string ensemble for a while, and that's kind of what was the precursor to Dee asking me. You know, she felt like, you can compose a score. You you work in this realm in this type of you know. So it it wasn't like a a switching off kind of thing. And in terms of how I handle being a performing and recording artist and being a film score composer, it's just another extension of my creative expression as a musician. It's like I'm an artist, and the opportunity to collaborate with other artists across disciplines, that's kind of the stuff you live for. Um, I was a big fan of the generation of from from beat poets and after, or even I think about um, the concept of bohemia, where you have people like Frida Kahlo, Trotsky, and Josephine Baker hanging out, or um, Betty Davis being married to Miles Davis and introducing him to Jimi Hendrix. You know, people who share a similar philosophy and ideology being able to come together in the world of what they do as artists and create provocative, new and interesting work. That's what draws me into this life of being an artist. So um, there are no conflicts when that's kind of like the foundation I'm sitting in. I think that you are um, describing the the approach to life that will give you emotional and artistic health at levels that you organically feel, and I, I mean it in this way, a lot of film composers live within the sound of all our voices, burn out after doing six movies or eight movies a year. It's all they do. They long for other experiences, but they're in Hollywood, proverbial Hollywood, which is Los Angeles County, and we have knowledge and certainly have even interviewed on this show several composers that literally blew it out. They were mm. everything they'd ever dreamed of. Success in film scoring suddenly actually became a narrower life for them. And one of the things that you're doing, and it might also be enhanced by not living in Hollywood, living in New York City. I really admire it and I think that it's probably the healthiest thing just from seeing the way that Film composers often mm-hmm. long for what you're doing and give it up. It's important for me to maintain my artistic alchemy. That's super important. And I think the fact that I haven't come to this as a young 20-something has given me that perspective to be able to move in that way. And also the gift of my 
my artistry, my individual artistry, the work I've done as a performer and recording artist to be the gateway that brought me to this so that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't seeking a life as a film composer. I have been a composer and it's true that I was able to apply those skills that I've used to this new art form because my work as a composer when I compose for myself is influenced by different art mediums, whether it's film, dance, literature. So it's connected for me. I think it also brings a unique voice to film music, which is sorely lacking, which is someone that has, you know, is interested in the other arts and the other conversations. And I also want to say that after this podcast is long gone and over, can we talk about beat poets and Bohemia? Because you you have no idea that you just touched <laughs> one of my deep. I mean, look, I have a picture of Allen Ginsberg. It was mm-hmm. taken in my neighbor's uh, well, I've living room. I've got issues room. with Mr. Ginsberg, but outside of that, yes. Well, that whole mo- <laughs> that whole moment in time, yes. Allen Ginsberg and Kerouac and mm-hmm. Burroughs, and, and there's and, an extension because they're people who influenced Patti Smith and Richard Hell. And it's like, you know, the New York punk scene that I'm an inheritor of. It, it's all connected. It is. And they were also <clears throat> influenced by Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk and Dizzy Gillespie. So there's yes. a very fluid moment, certainly, that, mm-hmm. that community and that conversation. Thanks for subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And thanks for telling a friend about the show and helping us continue to grow.